Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Good evening and uh, again, welcome to our Christmas Eve service tonight. We want to thank you for joining us here on site and uh, also online. Well, like my wife, uh, Pastor Trina said, it is a little challenging to believe that it's Christmas tomorrow, but, uh, but here we are. And, uh, you know, I, I've heard that uh, Santa is actually very busy at the North Pole right now um, as he gets ready to come to town. He's already checked his list once and he's currently checking it twice. So the rumor, so the media tells us. Uh, he's checking it twice because he's finding out who's naughty and nice. And if you're on the nice list, then you get presents. But if you're on the naughty list, then there's no presents for you. Can I have a, oh, in the congregation today? Yeah, like give me some more, oh. That's like for all of those who are on the naughty list. You see, Santa's presence is based on our behavior. But God's presence is based on unconditional love and grace. And that's the message of Christmas. Even with family and relationships, it can be so based on how well you have behaved throughout the year. But God, thankfully, is not like man. In John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, it's a passage that we know so well. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have the gift of eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. And that is the greatest news of all. In Christian theology, the doctrine of the Incarnation holds that Jesus Christ is the only begotten Son of our Heavenly Father, the pre-existent second Godhead in the Trinity, he chose to step out of eternity into a human body and walk amongst humanity. No other God has done that in the history of the world. And we, we know that there are many gods out there. And perhaps you're someone who was exploring uh, faith in Jesus Christ. The, uh, the one thing that you really need to know that separates what we believe from every other belief on the planet is that our God came from eternity stepped into human flesh in humanity and walked amongst us, lived a perfect life, died upon a cross and was bodily resurrected three days later. Santa's presence is limited, but God's presence is unlimited. Because you see, Santa, in case you don't know, he lives in the North Pole with Mrs. Claus, and all of the elves and, and things like that. And, and once a year for a few moments, uh, he comes out to visit us. My daughters, Trina and I, and my daughters, we know this for sure because some time ago we put out some cookies and, uh, and uh, a drink, a, uh, an approved Gateway Life Church drink, beverage. And uh, we put that out on Christmas Eve and come the morning, it wasn't there. So we know that for a few moments he comes to visit us. Once upon a time, we put a carrot out for one of the reindeer and the reindeer had gnawed at the carrot. We 
wake up, woke up the next morning and there was like fragments of like little teeth marks in the, in the carrot. So, so, so for a few moments, he, he visits us, but then he goes back to the North Pole. So once a year, he comes out and shows himself to everyone. And, uh, but God's presence is unlimited. And uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23 says, Behold the virgin. She shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. You could even be on Santa's naughty list, but you are always on God's good list. How do I know that? Because the Bible says that all things are working together for good. Even if we at times put ourselves in an unfavorable situation, even if we make an unwise choice and walk away from the will of God and pursue a relationship that is outside of God's will for our life, even if we make a decision that God had nothing to do with and we find ourselves in an unfavorable place, God says, if you will humble yourself, come back to me, even that will turn around for good. The Bible also tells us that goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our life. Santa's presents are what we want. And all over the nation, you can see a little bit of a, a little bit of a different kind of a photo shoot taking place around different malls uh, with social distancing. And uh, so Santa's presence might be all that we want, but God's presence is what we really need. God's presence is what we need. The presence of love, the presence of His power, the, the presence of life and of joy and of peace. Let me tell you, my, my friend, that's what our families, that's what our friends, that's what our church, and that's what our community needs more than anything, particularly at Christmas, when Christmas can be such a magnifier for so many people of what we don't have or no longer have. And the way to get more of God's presence is to spend more time in His presence. Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, King David wrote, and this is one of my personal favorites. Remember, the way to get more of God's presence is to be in His presence. And he said, You, God, will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. I love that. It says, you will make known to me the path of life, the right way to go. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You see, what my wife needs from me is for me to be in the presence of God. What my children need from me is for me to be in the presence of God. Because if I'm in the presence of God and I'm allowing God to show me the path of life, the way of life, then I can go to my wife when she might find herself in a challenging time in life or when one of my daughters or perhaps my son-in-law or even just a mate gives me a call or someone random just messages me, which is not uncommon, just reaching out and asking for help. You see, if I don't know the path of life, how can I show others the path of life? And that's why I say, perhaps... And ask yourself, perhaps 
Santa's presence, presence might be what you want, but God's presence is what you actually need. David says again, because in your presence there is fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. What my wife needs from me, what my children need from me, what my church, my neighborhood and community need from me is a spirit of joy. When there's so much bad news around the world, Santa's presence might be what you want, but God's presence is what you actually need. Santa's presence, my final point this evening. Santa's presence are under the tree, but God's presence was on the tree. You see, it's the season of Christmas, but the reason for the Christmas season is because Jesus came into this world to die for the sins of all mankind. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says, For even the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, this is why you want to serve Jesus more than any other God. Because our God is a servant. He is the head servant, in actual fact. He served in humility. And it says, For even the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the one who was there from the beginning at the creation of the world, He said that He had not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for all. And as we begin to draw near to a close this evening, maybe you're like, well, I'm pretty sure that I've been good enough this year and that I would be on the nice list. And you probably are. I'm not here to contest or judge any of that. But I think it's also important to always remember and understand that our standard and definition of goodness is not God's standard nor definition of goodness. We might think to ourselves, we might quietly, unconsciously judge ourselves and compare ourselves against one another, sometimes even in the church. Mm. And think, well, I'm better than that person because I don't do what they do. But our standard of goodness is not God's standard of goodness. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I want to read one more passage of Scripture right now uh, to you on this uh, Christmas Eve before we pray to our God and Savior. Uh, But firstly, I I do want to just acknowledge that I understand that for everyone here, to a lesser or greater degree, both on site and those watching online, even this replay, that the year has presented itself with challenges. Some of those challenges have been relational. Some of those challenges have been in the area of your vocation, perhaps personal health, uh, even in your finances, perhaps even uh, in your faith. You've struggled this year and uh, what COVID has done has actually, you know, not put anything in you, but revealed what's in you because of the external pressure of 2020. And so I understand that it's been a challenging year for all of us to a lesser or a greater degree. And uh, some have even lost uh, loved ones uh, this year. And to all of those who have lost loved ones, we want you to know that 
we're thinking of you and you are in our prayers. Perhaps you haven't lost someone this year, but Christmas is a reminder of who won't be sitting at the Christmas table this year. We want you to know that we're thinking of you. And uh, we always want to encourage you that when, when you think about um, your loved ones who are no longer here, think about the things that they taught you. Follow the good example that they set for you. But I also know that some of these days have uh, led to some, some dark and to some lonely days, days full of doubts and days full of fear. But this is the reason why the angel came from heaven. We've been singing about it even tonight. This is the reason why the angel came from heaven to declare, come on now, some very good news that supersedes any other news on the planet. Because to you and to our world, uh, it doesn't matter what season you might find yourself in. It doesn't matter what battle or fear that you're facing right now. The angel of God declares in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, saying, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you great news of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ Jesus the Lord. I want to encourage someone out there. I'm not sure what's actually happening in your life right now. Perhaps you're finding it really difficult not to be earthbound right now when it comes to what you see. It's possible that you're even a little bit overattached to your own feelings, your own thoughts, uh, your own mistakes or failures. Uh, it, it could be that you're a little bit overattached to what's not going to happen this year. Can I encourage you not to allow that to super, uh, supersede your surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ as you worship Him, as you lift up His name, because His name is far above any other name named on the earth, including sickness. And there comes a day, according to the word, that there'll come a day that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. I just think it's a good time to do that today whilst we have the opportunity. I want to give someone the opportunity to respond to Jesus tonight. And I just really believe that someone is going to personally encounter him. You might sit there even tonight watching even online and you're feeling pretty comfortable. Let me just say God is a God of surprises. God loves to surprise his children. Everything about the Christmas story was really unexpected. No one imagined, no one could ever have imagined that the promised Savior, the Creator, mind you, the Creator of all the world would be born in a stone-hard, cold manger surrounded by animals and stench. And so right in the midst of all of this chaos, right in the midst of all of these sounds, the, perhaps the sound of uh, donkeys and roosters and cows and whatever else, right in the midst of all the noise, right in the midst of all the stench, because we understand that stables are not necessarily a fragrant place. We understand that stables aren't necessarily a place of order. <laughs> Is it sounding a little bit perhaps like someone's Christmas this year? 
little bit chaotic, stenchy, a lot of noise. And then in the middle of it all, Jesus. In the middle of everything, Jesus. No one expected that. No one saw that coming. And I want to pray a prayer right now uh, here tonight. Let me pray. Then I want to give someone the opportunity to respond to Jesus. And so, Father, we're just so thankful. We just pause and we choose to be still for a few moments in a world that can be so chaotic. And Lord, I thank you for your peace, the spirit of peace. I thank you, Lord, that when we set our hearts and minds in heavenly places, the peace of the Holy Spirit, the supernatural peace of God, guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So I thank you for peace in the heart and peace in the mind that says, you know what? All is well. Not everything has gone according to my expectations this year, but all is well because God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And so, Father, I thank you that you'll do something real special in everyone's heart. For everyone on site, everyone online, do something unexpected, I pray, in Jesus' name. Before I invite you to uh, respond to the gospel tonight, I just want to quickly state what salvation is. What is salvation? Salvation is forgiveness of all of the sins in my past. It's power to live in the present. And it's a guaranteed promise of eternity with Christ in heaven. So I just invite you to stand as we draw near to a close. And I just want to give someone the opportunity to get their life right with him. And we're going to do this through prayer. Uh, the Bible says that when we confess our sins to him, God is faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. <laughs> That's good news. Are you happy about that? I don't know how many times you've done that this year or when, when the last time actually was, but this is a part of my personal spiritual discipline. And I want to give someone the opportunity to respond uh, tonight. So if you just know that for whatever reason you feel distant from God, perhaps you've disconnected because you've been over-attached to the things of this world, and you just know that you need to come back to the foot of the cross again and surrender your life again, then I want to invite you to pray this prayer after me. Dear Father in heaven, I humble myself this day. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to cleanse me on the inside. Help me to be now the person you've created me to be. I give my life to you. Help me now to be all you've called me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for every single person who prayed that prayer today. I just know that they're blessed. I know you've got a great plan for their life and that greater things are yet to come. I just want to also uh, just address all of those online. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer today, hey, Greg, which camera do I look at here? That one. Okay. 
I just want to say to all of those online, um, if you prayed that prayer today, I just want you to know that we are just a, a local community group. We're a, a community of faith. We want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus. And so why don't you go to our webpage that should be coming up in the, uh, the comment section right now. Uh, go to our webpage, gatewaylifechurch.org.au. Click the connect button and just fill in your details there. And one of our team will be in touch with you. Um, you have a great purpose. And uh, I just want to say to uh, everyone here, while I have the opportunity, on behalf of my wife, Pastor Trina, and myself and the team here, I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.